Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you'll build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spots limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 153 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Welcome, it's fabulous to have you here for this week's episode. Now, today I want to chat about a bit of a hot topic, I guess, really. We spoke about it a lot in 2022 and that is the great resignation. Is it over? Is it the end of it? Are we still going? What's happening? Are we all a bit confused about what's going on? Because I'm reading a lot at the moment of, you know, experts, industry bodies and so forth predicting what's happening next. I feel like we've got into this sort of habit or pattern of um, trying to coin these weird terms and I really just want to unpack, is this all just marketing spin that the media is just grabbing onto and making us think is a real thing or Is there some trends? Are there some things coming that we should be aware of? Or are we still in the thick of it, this whole, you know, great resignation piece? And I thought it was important to unpack at this time, because if we are entering a new phase, what can we be doing as business owners, as leaders and managers to prepare for that? What do we need to be expecting? How can we be on the front foot? Because I know it really does feel like for the best part of at least 12 months, The employers have been on the back foot when it comes to talent, when it comes to hiring, when it comes to keeping people, when it comes to managing and engaging people. I feel like we've really been at the um, not in control end of of things and that uh, our people have kind of taken over control of everything. And not to say that's a bad thing, but what's coming? Where? How can we, you know, regain some of this control, at least in terms of knowing what's happening uh, in the marketplace more broadly? Because when we layer into that, the fact that we know we've got a whole raft of industrial relations law changes coming this year, another one just went through parliament just recently, then there's a lot of complexity around keeping our head above water here and making sure we're on top of things. So I thought it was time to revisit and see where the market's heading and see where we're at. So we'll start by recapping what the great resignation is in case, uh, you know, you've been hiding and that term is totally new to you. Um, We'll recap what it is. I want to talk about some of the signs that I'm seeing why we are potentially still in 
the thick of it, so to speak, or still having the influence of it over our workplaces. And I want to also share with you some of the things I'm seeing that may mean we're entering a new phase of employee behavior and expectations. So hopefully that sounds good. Let's dive into it. So let's firstly recap what the Great Resignation actually is. It does sound, to be honest, fairly dramatic, doesn't it? It sounds big and scary and ominous, but it's just a pattern of behavior that we're seeing en masse in the workplace. So the actual term itself, the Great Resignation, was coined by an organizational psychologist named Anthony Klotz in May of 2021. I think he just kind of came up with it when he was being interviewed about workplace trends and he coined the term in that interview, the Great Resignation. And really what it was about or what it was, you know, told to be about was a wave, a wave of people quitting their jobs en masse, um, and, you know, exiting workplaces. And there's no doubt we saw some of it. Absolutely. Um, I think it probably hit certain regions in the world harder than others. Uh, you know, it was coined out of America for a reason. So perhaps they saw it differently to us. Um, I think in Australia, we had a slightly different experience, but we definitely experienced it. I think in Australia, we did see a very big movement of employees reassessing how they worked, what was important to them about work, and actually what was no longer serving them. And you couple that with a perfect storm type of scenario where we had people reassessing work and where it sat in their lives as a whole on top of a pent-up demand for people to escape overseas, you know, as Aussies, We love to travel and it's kind of a rite of passage for many people to spend some time overseas. Quite often when they're young, maybe just out of school or in their 20s, they haven't been able to do that. So not only did we have the usual, you know, rush of people leaving the country, you had two plus years worth of people who had been waiting for that opportunity. And we absolutely saw it. Even if your employees were staying with you, there was so much travel as soon as we could get out of here. So we had this pent-up demand for travel. We had people reassessing their working scenarios. We had a lack of incoming travel, and there are some industries in Australia which really rely on that transient workforce, our travellers, our international travellers. We had international students not being able to be here, and they, again, for some sectors, represent a very significant portion of the workforce. We had a positive situation with the economy, with low unemployment, Uh, which gives people confidence and so they, you know, they can quit jobs willy-nilly with no second plan in place because it was easy to replace income. I also definitely noticed a lot of people leaving paid employment to go out on their own or to contract or to set up a bit of a portfolio situation where they were doing several things for several different people or employers or contractors. So, It was truly, for us in Australia, like a perfect storm of all of these things, some of them we were very used to, combining with an extra layer of things over the top that caused our experience of, if you want to call it that, the great resignation. It was just a reassessment of work. And there is no doubt in my mind at all we experienced it and and to an extent are still experiencing it. I mean, really, have you tried to hire in the last 12 months? It ain't easy out there across any industry um, or any location or any type of position. 
um, it's been really, really tough. And as a flow on effect, when that happens, it's like any economic consideration, supply and demand. When we don't have enough supply of workers, the demands from the workers come up. So you may have seen wages being increased or demand for wages to be increased, demand for all sorts of bonuses, benefits, flexibility, all sorts of things from our people. Uh, And these are all symptoms of what we were going through. So are we still in the thick of it? Are we still in the weeds here? It's a great question. And I think there are some signs that we are definitely still experiencing this phenomenon. If you've tried to hire in recent months, especially in certain industries, it's still not easy. It's still like trying to find a needle in a haystack, so to speak. There is, in some cases, literally no one out there. I'm talking to businesses in retail, in hospitality, in trades, in allied health, in professional services, who would all tell you that nothing's changed in the last six months for them. It's still tough and tougher than it has ever been to find any talent, let alone good people. So it's definitely still impacting us to that extent. We are still seeing Australians travel overseas at rapid pace. So we're still seeing that happening. So there's still a lack of local talent in the market. Have we seen people come back? I think we definitely have started to see tourists come back, which may have settled things. But whilst all the experts are saying that international tourists are about to hit us at rapid pace, the people on the ground are telling me they ain't seeing that. That's not their experience. They haven't come back. And what they're hearing is they're not planning to come back. They're choosing a different country. Now, whilst that may not directly impact you and your business, it will have a ripple effect because if industries like retail and hospitality that relied on that sector can't get their people, it puts pressure on lots of other sectors as well, right? So all of these things will have a ripple effect. So there's some signs that it's still happening. With clients that I'm working with, we can't find, and I'm thinking immediately of a professional services organization in the communication space, we cannot, for love or money, find local talent. And whilst this business has always had a very proactive international recruitment approach, it is our only option at the moment to bring in talent from overseas because there is zero zilch nada nothing available. I've got people who are members of our free Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses, telling me that they cannot staff their retail premises and that their peers in retail and hospitality businesses are experiencing the exact same thing. And of course, what happens then there's counter offers and negotiations and bargaining and people being paid stupid money for the jobs they're doing. They're telling me that on the ground, it is still tough. And if we look at specialist sectors like occupational therapy, and in fact, almost all of the allied health uh, professions, there's just not enough people, not enough qualified and skilled people to do the work required. Are people leaving that industry? Are they burnt out, for example? And all of these factors play into it. And, And to be fair, that was part of the great resignation phenomenon. People had enough of working ridiculous hours, of the pace and the intensity of the work that they'd been doing 
And many people just went, I've had enough. I'm going to go and do something else. And so some of these industries are definitely seeing that. And of course, that pressure of wages going up means people have the confidence and willingness to walk away very readily and demand exactly what they want. So I I think there are still very convincing signs that we're in the midst of it still and that nothing, not everything has changed. But conversely, I think we are seeing some signs that maybe things are shifting a little. I don't want to say we're out of one phase and into another phase, but I'm definitely feeling some shifts in the market for sure. If you read articles out of the US, and I guess perhaps they see trends more quickly than us because of the very nature and size of their workforce, they're certainly seeing shifts there. What I'm seeing on the ground is a bit of a a settling period. I guess I would call it a recalibration of how we work. And I think that this concept of the great resignation was not a phase we're going to go through and then it's going to be over. I actually think it's had a far bigger impact on the world of work, on how we can employ staff and what our employees are going to expect. And it's going to be around for a very long time. I've talked a lot actually about the fact that I think that the pandemic effectively moved us forward 10 to 20 years. I feel strongly that we were always heading towards people being able to work remotely as a preference and a primary way of working and that there was going to be a shift in how we had to treat people and manage people, I think we just got there faster as a result. So I don't think this was never going to happen. I think this was always going to happen. And we've now sort of, when I say recalibrated, the dust has settled a little and I think where we're starting to sit now is where it's going to stay for a period of time. And what I mean by that is what worked pre pre twenty twenty. Is it's not going to go back to that again. It's just not. You're not going to get people willing to work in an office five days a week. The expectation is remote work or at least hybrid work as an option. And for some of you, that's challenging. I get it. And in some cases, it's impossible, obviously, because of the nature of the work. But where there is the opportunity to work remotely, it is now an expectation. You know, three, or, three to five years ago, we were talking about the fact that having any flexibility in hours was becoming an, an, an expectation and businesses were trying to spout that we're a flexible workplace like it was a benefit. And I was saying, no, no, that's an expectation. That's no longer a benefit. Everyone's doing that. This is exactly the same. And I guarantee you as a test, if you ran an ad for a role that was in office and the exact same role work from home, you're going to go from 10 applicants to 100 applicants in a heartbeat. And the 100 are going to be a higher quality group. And I've seen it play out. The roles I'm helping clients recruit for at the moment, I'm seeing it play out. Employees who are applying for these roles who are literally in the same suburb are applying because they want to work from home or at least work from home the majority of the time. It's really fascinating. And it's really fascinating also that sort of on top of this fact that we're just resettling and this is the new way that we're going to be starting from, We're also seeing different generations start to come through the workforce. And when this happens, we always see shifts. Like when Gen X turned up, the baby boomers didn't like it because we didn't work how they worked. Then we had the millennials and Gen X didn't like that because they don't work how we worked. And Gen Z are here, right? Gen Z are going to make up the majority of our workforce. It is the largest generation that we've seen. And they are going to do things differently. 
Now, if you're wondering who Gen Z is, these are the group that are born between the late 90s, about 97, through till around uh, 2010. So I have Gen Zs in my life and they are going to approach work differently to us. They're coming into the workforce at a time where they've seen work from home as not only a potential option, but a reality. They're coming into the workforce with a sense of wanting to work for organizations that they feel aligned to and are interested in. Yes, money still matters. It always does, but it's not their primary focus. Interestingly, Gen Z are a generation that want to connect in a face-to-face sense. So Yes, they want the flexibility to work from home, but they also want the flexibility to have access to you and to be able to have a face-to-face with you and talk to you. They're going to be far less wanting to communicate on socials and texts than the millennials were, for example. So it's an interesting little movement there. So as all of these things layer in, we're adjusting to a new norm. And I think that we're starting to see the dust settle on some of the more heightened or catastrophic parts of the Great Resignation. But I think we're still in a situation where labour is tough, finding top talent is difficult, the competition to secure people is extreme, and I've done previous episodes on counteroffers and why they're bad and all of that, so we can link to those in today's show notes. But I think this isn't necessarily a new phase, but a new normal that we're heading into. And there are certainly signs that the times they are changing and things are shifting. So how do we as business owners and leaders and managers prepare for that? I think fundamentally we walk into this eyes wide open and we stop trying to push things back to how they used to be because it's not going to roll. We embrace the new norm and we figure out how to best leverage it for us and our businesses. We get to understand what is important to our people because working at a frenetic pace, burning out, it's something people are really conscious of these days and they don't want to get to that stage. So I've heard it referred to as the psychological contract of work where previously the psychological contract was I'm prepared to work insane hours for this income. That's not the psychological contract anymore. I'm prepared to work hard for a reasonable number of hours and bring my all to work, but I'm not willing to work additional hours for this income. So there's a shift in that expectation, and I think the more we are realistic about that, the more we understand that, the more we're going to be able to leverage this phase that we're in, this new norm. It's getting to understand what is important to our people, generationally, but individually, because the more we can understand that, the more we can create a workplace where we can bring that to the table, and that increases engagement, and it has a whole range of flow and effects to productivity. So really, it's about understanding where we're at, and that stop trying to fight what's going on, get used to the fact this is the norm and figure out how you can leverage it for your business. So to recap today, we've been chatting about the great resignation. What was it? Are we still in it? And what's the future looking like? And I'd like to wrap up today by asking you, what is your experience in your workplace? Do you think we're still in the middle of it? Do you feel we're in a different stage and and how is that looking for you? And what are you doing to um, navigate this in the most successful way possible? I would really, really love to hear from you. The best way to share that is to join us over in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. You can find that in Facebook groups and there will be a link here in today's show notes for you. Just click on that, join us and share your thoughts. I, I genuinely would really love to hear from you.
All right, that's it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast and I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. 